you, you can't be a top performer if you don't have clarity about what you want. You can't be a top performer. You can't make decisions. You can't do things that you need to do if you're not clear about what you want. You're not clear about why you want what you want in the first place. Now, that is the key here. All right. Hi, everyone. Good morning and welcome to the Work Inspires podcast, the people's podcast for life, career and business. In today's episode, we have an amazing guest and partner with us, Cafe Chia, or we call him Coach Cafe. So welcome, Cafe. Hello, everyone. Nice to see you guys. Hi, Mel. Hi, Jason. Hi, Aswar. Nice to Hi. see you all. Nice to be here. Nice Great. to have you here after so long as well. Agree. It's been quite a while. It's been quite a ride for 2021 as well. So uh, just to start off, I think we're going to invite you to uh, invite Mallory to just share a little bit about who Coach Cafe has uh, has journeyed through and what his, his amazing works about. Oh my so, gosh. Mallory? I tell you, Cafe <laughs> is like somebody who I truly, truly admire, like crazy. So um, Cafe, I just, when I first met Cafe, okay, I'm just going to talk about something a bit more personal, okay? So when I first met Cafe, Cafe was oh, like... very long ago. Yes, that was very long ago. Okay. Um, cafe was like my my somebody I admired. I was just a student. Okay. I was just a student at okay, Cafe not that old, lah, okay. He just number older. But he is not that old. And when I first met him, I was just a student at Summer University. And I remember sitting down at the stage, right? And I just go, wow. That guy, so young, already up there, already inspiring us about leadership. At the time, he was in Isaac, Malaysia. And he was introducing us about leadership and talking about, you know, student leaders. And I'm just like, okay, I want, I want to be that guy in the future. Okay, later, I know, right? Cafe is not that old. He's pretty young and he's like super successful already at this age. So just to give you a formal introduction now, he's the managing partner of Communications Leadership Academy, a talent and organizational consultancy, where the primary focus is helping organizations to thrive in the future of work, which is something I think we all need after this pandemic situation. So a lot of MNCs and big banks are soft clients and work with many leadership development, organization, workplace culture, and his coaching program has made him a household name in Asia, which I definitely agree. I will always refrain to refer to Cafe as the coach guy, you know. And he's been featured in TEDx, Huffington Post, Malaysia Tandler, International Coaching Federation. And he's the first Malaysian to be in the Forbes Coaches Council and invite only council by Forbes. So, with that, we are very, very privileged to have you here with us today. Thank you for having me, guys. I mean, I mean, now that you talk about you know how we met, that was a really Story of a long, long, long time ago, right? Long time ago. Let's let's bring down some good memory. Nice, nice, nice. Great, great. Thank you uh, so much for the introduction. So something personal to, to really start off with. So before we really deep dive down to today's topic, which is an amazing topic, by the way. So it's a creating life through coaching. Something Coach Cafe in his name as well. If you can see on the screen, if you're watching it uh, through video, you can see his name is already Coach Cafe. It's not even Cafe Cha, it's Coach Cafe. So before we begin, let's play a simple fun energizer. I would personally call it word association. So I'm going to say four words right after this. And all you need to do is just share the first word or the first couple of words or phrase that comes to mind after I've given you the word. Cool, all clear. Same goes to Mallory. So you would need to be prepared as well. Huh? <laughs> so oh, the yeah. first I thought you both torture him. What's this, man? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we call this a conversational one. It's not a to- torture, torture <laughs> podcast session, but yes. So I'm on Carfrey's side as well. So 
with that, the first word, let's let's kick off with Mallory. The first word is purpose. Um, journey. <laughs> journey. Nice. What about you, Carpet? Experience. Purpose. Experience. Amazing. You're going to run out of words after this. But yes, next word would be work. What is work to you? Um, Impact. Impact. Nice. I have the same word as well when I thought about it. <laughs> Mallory is stuck right Fun. now. Fun. Work is fun. Okay, coming from a workaholic, we all know, I think Asfa in the background would agree as well. Work is fun, definitely, for her. The third word would be family. Oh. Uh, go first. I go first. Let's go, Mallory. Support. Support. Fulfillment. Fulfillment. Nice. Okay. That, and the last but not least, the word would be life. For me, would be adventure. One word to sum up life would be oh. adventure. What about both of you? Oh, that's a good one. Exploring. Exploring. Adventure, exploring. What about you, Cafe? Decisions. Decisions. Interesting. Wow, interesting. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> We're just kicking off and it's already going deep. Great, great, great. So let's, uh, thank you so much, Cafe. So let's start off with something, uh, 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 in your opinion, let's just start with this. In your opinion, do you believe that we all have the ability to succeed in anything that we want. Why or why not? Well, I think, I think, I think the question, you know, I mean, the, 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 the right answer to this, then of course it's a yes, right? I mean, it, it, it's just a no-brainer, right? The right answer to this is that, yeah, you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. You can decide whatever that you want and, 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 and go through it. But the fact is, can and actually succeeding are two very different things, right? So the question is, can, yes, of course you can, anyone can, right? Anyone can decide to do whatever they want, be whatever they want and so on. But actually getting there, actually being that person that you want to become, doing the things that you want to do, I think that's, that's, that's what separates ordinary people and extraordinary people. Uh, you know, ordinary, it's, yeah, you, you think you can, you always think you can, whatever that you want, you do, you can. But you didn't get there. But extraordinary people, as the word says, do that little bit of extra to actually get to where they want to go. So, so in my opinion, yes, everyone can become who they want to become. But I think what would really separate for all of you who are listening as well is if you want to, you know, like, like I, think, I think like the word association just now, right? Uh, the last one is... It's life, right? And and I, and I chose decisions because I think I think that's that's the, the the key thing that you need to right to in order for you to succeed to 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 become who you want to become. It's really making that decision to 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 pull through. It's not the decision to act. Decision to act, to be honest, it's easy. But the decision to pull through and follow through that's a difficult piece. So for me, you know, it's really about following through, making that decision, making that choice, taking up all the things that comes with whatever that's going to come, right? To give you guys a bit of example, I mean, I've been coaching for, for almost 11 years right now. And most people think, you know, like Mallory, like we, we met almost 10 years ago. That was when I started my coaching career, probably like first or second year of my coaching career and so on, right? Back then she thought I was really successful, right? But I was nowhere close. And, and right now, even a lot of people think, always look at me, wow, Cafe has been traveling to, to speak, to travel in big stages, international and all this kind of things. People think I'm super successful. 
But what people don't see are the things that, you know, I had to do behind the scene, right? Like, I mean, right now being a new parent, taking care of the son, taking care of the kids, taking care of the family, those are things that comes on top of who I want to become as a, you know, famous coach, impactful coach, whatever that you want to call it, right? And at the same time, doing all this coaching stuff as well, training and so on, the amount of rejection that we had to take, it's, it's, it's more than any other people, like more than a lot of people in the world as well, right? We are sort of like a salesperson. People thought we are a coach, but technically we are a salesperson. We spend 80% of our time selling something, selling our coaching program, selling you know our transformation program, selling to the corporate, selling to individuals. And, and those are the things that we, or I mean, I say we because I think now Jason and Asa can relate and resonate with this is, that's what we have to do in order to, for us to pursue. That's what we need to follow through and commit to in order for us to pursue our, our goal and our dreams and our passion in, in coaching and talent development and so on. So those, that, that's just one example of what I meant by making a decision is easy. Following through is the one that will separate you from success. Yeah, I actually like that part. And I think another area to look at is also the word success. Because like when we were, you know, 21, 22, success is very different. I, I said that right now, Robert, so long ago, man. When was 21, 22? My gosh. Okay. But yes, you know, when we were younger and graduating, success is a different meaning to when we are, you know, now and when we are parents and many other things comes to along the way. So I think even success changed as well. I'm going to be open to that. So all this thing came to me when I had a coach. And a coach is somebody that really allowed me to um, kind of find who I am, what I want to do, and where should I start moving forward to? Because I was pretty lost when I was graduating. I didn't know what I wanted to do as well. So do you think, uh, how does a coach really help somebody um, move through in life? You know, people always confuse coaches, consultants, con- counselors, psychologists, all much like some major. So how do so you? Terms. Yes. Yeah. So how does a coach actually help? Well, I, think, I think I need to put something off you know, off the, off, off, off the window right now is, you know, the differentiation between really a coach, a consultant, a trainer, a mentor, counselor, psychologist, whatever you call it, right? Uh, because I have background in, I mean, I, I used to study psychology in uni and then I have background in therapy and counseling and so on. So the key difference is this, right? Counseling, therapy, it's really about solving past traumas and past issues. Basically, when you go for counseling and therapy, you speak to someone, you talk about all the things that happened in the past, for you to be able to process it well so that you are able to understand, you know, what has created the present you in the first place, right? That understanding helps you to better understand yourself to a certain extent, right? So that's the whole counseling therapy, but the more psychology kind of piece. Consultant, on the other hand, obviously it's, you know, consulting, they consult you to do certain things, more specialized skills and so on. Uh, Trainer basically teach you certain things. A trainer teach you a skills that you don't know, right? By the end of the training session, you learn certain skills, certain things that you never knew before, right? A mentor. Now, a mentor and a coach is where somehow it kind of have a little bit of a blur line to a certain extent. For, in my opinion, for me, mentor is someone where you want to walk his or her path. Basically, you look up to someone and you have set your goal that, you know, that is the person that I want to become. I want to walk his path. And it could be, I don't know, maybe back then, Mallory looking up to me and looking up like, oh, I want to be a coach. I want to follow that kind of path, for example, right? But in a corporate world, for example, you look up to a general manager and you tell yourself, you know what? My goal is to become the general manager. So in order for me to become the general manager, I want to walk the exact path that he, has, he or she has walked, right? Whatever that he does, I will follow because it's a proven steps 
to become a general manager to a certain extent. And last but not least, a coach. And, and for me, I would kind of summarize coaching with one word, which is exploration. Now, what that means is that in coaching, what we do as coaches is that we help you to explore. We help you to discover. We help you to facilitate. We help you to kind of get clarity by facilitating a process for you to do that. And, and, and that's what we're good at. So as coaches, we have different kind of coaching tools, coaching techniques, coaching framework to help to facilitate that process so that people are able to explore, discover, you know, whatever that, that, that works for them. In, 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 in a nutshell, we as coaches, we believe that, you know, people have the ability to come up with solutions and whatever that they want to do in the first place. And our job as a coach is to facilitate that process. So that's how I see the difference between the whole different thing that people kind of might not understand. How, in, how, how do people get, I think, I, think, I think I've summarized it just now, is the exploration piece. The reason why people get a coach is basically two things. Number one is the exploration, the clarity piece. Because, and, and, and mind you, I, I, and I know a lot of people said this, which is, oh, you know, get a coach if you're feeling lost. Get a coach when you don't know what you want. Get a coach when you don't know what to do and so on and so forth. Hmm. I think that's, that, that, that's only partly true because a lot of my work uh, has been with high-performance uh, individuals. What that means is that I work with individuals who are high-performing. Either they are like top entrepreneurs, they are like top leaders in organizations, they're individuals with massive achievements and so on and so forth, but they needed a coach to help them to break through to the next level. So it's not just about being lost, it at the same time, it's also about breaking through, right? Because at different stage of our life, we will go through, like, see, trust me, there will be people who are listening, you go through your, the past like 10, 20, 30 years of your life really well. Like you know how to overcome certain things. You, you, you know what you need to do in order to get the promotion and so on and so forth. But there'll be one point of time where you, you, there is a bit of a ceiling. And this ceiling in, in, in coaching, this is what we call possibly could be blind spot. And our role as a coach is to help you to uncover and explore that blind spot so that you're able to see what you don't see, so that you're able to know what you don't know. Then it opens up more kind of like opportunities, more paths for you to explore, to become uh, successful, to take your, your, your journey to the next level. So that's, that's how I, I think coaching can help people. Not just if you're lost, you don't know what to do, but sometimes when you're very clear about what you want to do, when you're super laser focused, you need someone to help you to also see the blind side of things. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I, I love the part. I love the fact that you uh, shared. It's not just for those people who are lost, but also for those who are really laser focused. And and with all that leads me up to this next question, which is this: with all the different you mentioned, different stages, different experiences, different people, and they want to acquire that certain breakthrough that you mentioned just now. How then can one choose or find that exact or the right coach for them? Oh, okay. <laughs> This, this is quite a, quite a tricky, tricky, tricky topic. I mean, I had a, I had a conversation with another fellow coach uh, before as well. And I think both of us sort of came up with, I mean, obviously he's smarter or whatever. Lah, huh? He put an acronym to it and all these things. <laughs> but, but, and I was like, oh, this is this few things and so on and so on. But, but generally we came up with the same kind of like, kind of conclusion. Like if you want to pick a coach, right? There's a few things that you want to look at. Number one, you want to look at competency. As simple as that, right? Uh, obviously, you want a coach who, who are well-trained, a coach who have certain experience being trained in certain coaching modalities, coaching tools, coaching techniques, and so on and so forth. 
right? That's 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 very important. Uh, number two, uh, in, for me at least, is what I call chemistry. Now, 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 what do I mean by chemistry? See, I I always believe and 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 I always believe that you know in coaching and in this industry that we're in, I I never believe in competing with other coaches. Um, I never believe in competing with Mel, Jason, or Asfar in our coaching work, in our training work, and so on, because I believe human beings are driven by emotion. And emotion comes from chemistry, how you feel about someone, right? Oh. So, so for me, if you want to pick a coach, you should at least select a few and actually go and talk to a few of the coaches to see how the chemistry is like. Um, and to give you a bit of context, why this is important is because I do have clients who have paid me like five figure to, to, to coach them, five figure Malaysian ringgit because I charge US dollar, right? To, for me to coach, coach him for six months, we, we did a bit of work for like two and a half to three months or so on and so forth. And then suddenly on the third, fourth month, he came and he was like, Cafe, the past few months hasn't been as powerful. He's, he, he told me that, you know, Cafe, I've gotten a lot from the coaching session. But even though I've gotten a lot, I just don't feel that connection. I don't feel that personal touch. I don't feel that we are connecting at a deeper level, right? And he just said, you know what, but Cafe, it's okay. Like, I don't need a refund. I don't need anything. Because in the three months, I've gotten certain results that I wanted. But it's just that while getting the result, I want to make sure that this coaching is also fun. It's also personal. It's also kind of, you know, a good experience. And he doesn't have, get that. And obviously, that's because there's a bit of that lack of chemistry. I mean, from my side, I feel that it is okay. I mean, he's high-performing. He's the CEO of a big company and all these things. And I think this is the kind of client that I like to have and so on. I feel good. But from him, he doesn't feel that way. So we decided to terminate the partnership, the coaching relationship, and, and, and just part away and so on, right? So for me, chemistry is very important. So as a client, you also want to make sure that you, you, you feel good talking to someone, yeah. right? Like you feel good, like having that personal touch, personal experience and you feel like okay this coach is someone who I, I i believe i can work with i can have that personal connection with and someone whom i trust right so that's a that's the second thing and the third thing for me is also what i call experience right like you want to make sure that the coach that you have is someone who have certain experiences in coaching now now what do i mean by certain experiences in coaching i want to make it very clear right see someone someone like me i've coached for 10 years which means that I've coached tons of people, different kind of background, and all these kinds of things. But on the other hand, you will have someone in the recent months or recent years, something that come up with a lot this past during a pandemic is a lot of so-called coaches or so-called trainers or so-called gurus or whatever that you want to call them, right? And they will, you can read their bio and they will tell you, I have 10 years of experiencing, uh, 10 years of doing this, 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 this. But if you ask them, how many years have you actually coached? And the answer is probably less than six months, probably a year. Now, what I mean by that, what I mean by that is that you would have someone who just started out coaching right now and they have like maybe 10, 20 years of working experience, but they only have like six months of coaching experience. Some are even worse. They learn coaching online in five days and they call themselves a certified coach. They pay $97 to take a coaching certification and they call themselves a certified coach. 
So that is a bit of a red flag that you want, that you want to pay attention to. That's the reason why I highlight specifically is coaching experience. It's not work experience. It's not life experiences. Because in that way, if you say life experiences, then you might as well better get someone who is 60, 70 years old. You might as well better go to, you know, old folks home and talk right. to the old folks and get all those experiences that you want to have. Because in coaching, we have specific modalities, tools, techniques that we use to facilitate the process. And, and I think that is a, a very important thing that you want to pay attention to. So, so in a sense as well, I want to encourage everyone who's listening, you know, if you want to pick a coach, make sure that you don't just read their bio because these days the bio of all these coaches and so on is very, very well written. But, right. but you need to really dissect it to a certain extent. And last but not least, in terms of experience, I also think that a, a, a great coach's experience is also direct, besides doing the coaching and getting clients, it's also direct proportionate with his or her time spent on developing him or herself. Agree. In terms of coaching, in terms of personal growth and, and so on and so forth. Because you can't facilitate the process for many, many, many people if you don't keep on growing yourself. So I think that's one, one, one thing to look at as well for people. Definitely. So the three things. Agree, agree. I, I, I love that the last part where you mentioned the, the self-development part where uh, even at Work Inspires as well, Mallory asked by uh, myself, we, we always encourage ourselves to learn new things every day or not, we can't continue teaching and can't continue guiding uh, new people. So I think yeah. I would like to touch on that chemistry point of view, that word chemistry, because we at Work Inspires, despite we do training, we also have, we split so far, I think Mallory and Asma will agree, somehow by the universal law of attraction, <laughs> we somehow split our groups very equally. So Mallory will get the more strategic type that they need more strategic answers. Asma will get the more sentimentals that they have emotional issues that they have to handle. Or, and uh, I will generally get those that needs more empowerment and needs more confidence building in way so generally i would love i love that fact that you shared just now that chemistry that we share not just well with the client but also with the coach as well thank yeah. you thank you so much for sharing that I, I like thank you for sharing your experience though on the part that you know what happens when a coach and a coachee is on the same page because even personally for me I've had a coach where I felt after a while like he really wanted me to be this but I don't want to be this mm-hmm. and then eventually we parted ways uh, but I think I didn't really did it right and then again I did talk to you about it so um, eventually we parted ways but it wasn't in a very nice manner until today we are not in talking terms already so uh, I think everybody should know I think to start off, you gotta know yourself as well. If you know yourself, what your values are, what are some of the areas that you feel comfortable and not right that mm. you want to put your feet down, I think you should and talk to somebody about it before you do that. Don't make the same mistake I did. So um, now that you've talked about the coaching, how does it work and things like that, uh, we work with a lot of corporates. So I kind of want to know how does coaching helps in a corporate setting? Besides the individual leadership, but nowadays there are a lot of companies also trying to get their teams to be coaches. Um, how does that work? And how does it help in a leadership or non-leadership position in the corporate world? Well, I think, I think coaching in a corporate world in terms of the whole leadership competency, in terms of developing leadership and so on, I think it is well-documented, right? Like you guys can go and Google how coaching helps leadership development and all these sort of different things. I think it, you would have all this research and, and so on and so forth. So I don't want to touch upon that because it is something that it's Googleable, right? I want to touch upon two things that I've done in, in, in the past couple of years with a lot of uh, head of departments, middle managers, executives, C-level, C-suites, and so on. It's two things. Number one, we there are companies right now who are starting to use coaching as a means to help uh, leaders to develop their personal growth. Now, 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 what do I mean by personal growth, right? It's essentially 
everything outside of work. Because organizations these days, and I think if there's any you know corporate employees who are listening in, in, in this podcast right now, you know, like in the past two years, I think it has become more evident that your ability to perform well in the workplace is a direct correlation with how well you manage your life. And when I say manage your life, that includes how well are you in terms of your health and fitness? How well are you in terms of you managing your, your, your relationship? How well are you actually spending time with, with your kids, with, with your wife? How well are you actually spending time reading something new? How well are you or how much time are you spending on actually reading something that's not work-related and so on and so forth, right? So, so that's what I've been doing quite a little bit uh, in, the, in the recent years, working with top, top corporates. It, outside of work. I mean, we talk about leadership, but at the same time, the self-development and personal growth became one of the top agenda uh, for the coaching relationship as well. So that's one, uh, the whole personal growth side of things. And the second one is actually emotional intelligence. Um, in, 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 in some of my work recently, I mean, I, I got myself certified as an emotional intelligence coach because when I want to understand a little bit more. I mean, I mean, I mean, Jason would know me, Mel would know me as well, as well, as well right? Like I'm a, a lot more of a straight to the point, performance driven, get things done, very high level corporate-ish kind of attitude. But I started to realize that most employees or most top performers are able to perform well with that mentality to only a certain extent. The next level of breakthrough requires emotional intelligence. It requires that tapping into the emotion piece of things. And, sure. and, and that's what I realized, you know, I, I use coaching these days to help people to tap into their emotional intelligence, to really help them to be able to not just understand emotion, but be able to understand their own emotions in the first place. Because with, with a lot of work that I've done, I, I, I start to realize that, you know, a lot of people behave in a certain way. A lot of people act in a certain way. A lot of people say things in a certain way it's not because they want to, but it's because, because that emotions is actually kind of affecting them. And so, so in order for them to become better leader, in order for you to become a better performer in the workplace, I, I, I think emotional intelligence is the next, next piece that will really help people to have that, that breakthrough. So for me, it's these two things. These days, coaching in, on top of leadership, it is all about personal growth as well as emotional intelligence. I think, I think you hit the nail there because I think from this pandemic, us being at home, last time you said that work is work, home is home, right? And now work and home is kind of intertwined one way or another. So there's no such thing as, you know, don't bring your personal things to work or don't bring your work to home because everything's just there. So it, it doesn't exist. I mean, even if you go back to the office right now, you know, you thought it's separated, but it's not. Try, yeah. Come on. Let me give you an example, right? Let's just say one of not your, but one of, you know, your loved ones, you know, passed away, you know, mm. you, have, you go to the whole funeral and all these sort of different things, you cry your balls out, you know, cry and, 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 and one week after, you know, company give you, you know, grief process and all these sort of different things, one week after you have to go back to the office. Now, when you get to the office, before you open the door, you tell yourself, okay, the funeral is done, everything is done, I'll take it out, I'll leave it on the, on the door, I'm going to open the door, I'm going in, I'm not going to be affected by anything. I'm not going to be affected if someone talks about the funeral. All right. It doesn't make sense. It, it just doesn't, right? Yeah. So the key is to really understand that emotion and, and just allow it to be a part of you. Yeah. That's how it helps you to become better. 
Yeah, and I think for leaders like um, to be able to connect with people, empathize to a certain level, yet being able to be the support to put, walk them through it, I think it's important. Similarly, like people, you know, we sometimes we don't know how to talk to our bosses and leaders. We just go in there and complain and friend and cry. So we also need that kind of element to be able to help us through. So in other words, yes, I completely, completely agree with you, especially on the personal development side as well. Agree, yeah. agree. So, so I think the, the, to, to come, come to that question as well, because you mentioned that one key point just now that it do become a uh, high performer or a big performance individual is not just about work, it's about every part of the other field uh, of your life, be it fitness, family, relationship. So then when it comes to curating life for be it a big performance uh, or even a simple individual that just graduated, how or where or what should one focus on first specifically i think it's a you mean focus on the areas of life or what do you think an individual should do first in order for them to be able to get there i think let's start with do first let's do the practical one what should they start off with i okay one of the things i have always believed in is it's clarity right see what do i mean by clarity is that see you, you you can't be a top performer if you don't have clarity about what you want you can't be a top performer. You can't make decisions. You can't do things that you need to do if you're not clear about what you want. You're not clear about why you want what you want in the first place. Now, that is the key here. See, the reason why I say that is because you mentioned high, uh, like, you know, fresh graduates and, 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 you know, just, you know, sort of going into life kind of thing, right? Adulthood kind of thing, right? It's because most people think they know what they want, but they don't know why they want what they want. And why do I say that? It's because, see, I, when I was 18, I, when I was 17, sorry, when I was 17, I was very clear with what I want. It was so clear that people were amazed, right? Like I told people, by the age of 30 years old, I'll become a general manager of Microsoft. Now, fun fact, I've never even used a Microsoft laptop in my life, just saying. Just, <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, exactly. which part of you had this Microsoft thing there? <laughs> Exactly, right? And, and number two, I was like, I, I, I don't even know what the hell does a general manager do? Honestly, when I was 17, then, now, let me give you a bit of a personal story, right? I came from a town, I, I came from Ipoh. Now, most people think Ipoh is a nice place to go, good food, which I agree, definitely better than Penang. Um, and, but, but 17 years of my life, I've actually never been out of my, 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 my little kind of like kampung in Ipoh. Mm. I've never even traveled to KL. Like my family was poor and all these different things. So to a certain extent, for, for Malaysians, for locals who are, who are listening to this, it's, I'm basically that katak di bawah tempurung, right? Like I don't know what's out there in the world. I've never really seen tall KL Tower buildings and so on, besides from our textbooks kind of thing, right? And why am I saying that? It's because that, see, how can someone who is so kind of like katak di bawah tempurung, have no idea how life in a city is and so on, decide wants to become a general manager of a Microsoft, right? I don't even know how big Microsoft is then, right? I don't, I don't even have internet at home until I was eight, until I was 17. So I really have no idea how to use internet even then, right? Now, why am I telling you this? This is basically an evidence of how I was shaped. I made decisions. I thought I wanted to become a general manager of Microsoft because I was told that was the right thing to do. 
I was told that, you know, there was a biggest company. You know, I was like, what the hell is the biggest company? And I see my cousins having computer and all of them are Microsoft and so on. I said, ah, that must be a big thing, right? And, and that influenced my decision of who I want to become, what I want to do. And I thought that is what I want to do until, and, and, and at the point of time when I then 18 came to KL to study in uni and stuff, I was working towards it. I was doing my best to find ways to be able to get a job in Microsoft. Don't ask me how, I have no idea how, right? <laughs> Until I met my coach. And that was the, 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 the whole life-changing thing that happened, right? I don't want to talk about that, but the key is my coach helped me to get clarity about what I want, about why I want what I want, right? And it was then that I realized that this whole Microsoft thing is not meant for me. And it was then I decided to change my trajectory and all these kind of things and, and it get me to where I am today. So for me, clarity is, is that one thing that you must and need to do. And the most important thing is that when you have that clarity, you can start to change your daily habits. You can start to change your yearly goals to suit that, 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 that ambition or that, that vision of where you want to go. Now, this is where I want to kind of have a bit of a caveat right here. See, most people think, hey, wait, cafe. Does that mean that at the age of 21, at the age of 22, I already need to decide exactly what I want for the rest of my life? Well, the answer is no. You are getting clarity based on where you are right now, based on what you know right now in this present moment. And you create a vision, you work towards it. And in the next few years, you work towards it. And life would happen. Trust me, suddenly you get a big promotion. And then hey, you'll be like, do I really want this? Suddenly you decided to get married. Suddenly you decided to have a kid. Suddenly you decided, Suddenly. you know what? I want to screw everything. I want to eat, pray, love. I go to Bali. Is it wrong? No, it is not. Because when you go to a different stage of life, you then recreate your vision of what you want for your life based on what you have gone through. And then based on all the experiences that you have had, now you create the next vision. Most people make the mistakes that you need only one vision, one purpose, one passion in your life. But that's bullshit. I mean, I had a TEDx talk about this. I call this multi-passionate. Human beings are born to be multi-passionate, period. We want different things. We want variety. We want to try different things. So don't get fixated with only one thing. But it is important to make a decision. It is important to, in the present moment, make a decision that, you know what? This is what I want to do in the next five years. Is it going to turn out to be the best thing? Am I going to be a millionaire? Not necessarily. I don't know. But I make a decision. I'm going to pull through it. And I'm going to learn all these experiences. I'm going to learn all this knowledge along the way and take the next step. That is the key. So for me, everyone who's listening, it is not just for fresh grad because I've done the same process for people who are 45 years old. I've done the same process for people who are 60 years old. Yes, I coach people from young working adults to people who are 65 years old. And the point that I'm trying to highlight to you here is that you know, if you're 21 years old right now, don't worry, you're not alone. You're very young on your journey. You are very young. Some people are listening, you're 45, you're 45, you're a big shot in a big company, corporate company, and you think that it is too late to make a change. I think it is time to think again. You don't want to make a change when you're 65. Again, even if there's some who are 65 who are listening, you still have quite a number of years for you to enjoy your life. So might as well make the full use out of it, right? So that's, that's the key. For me, in my opinion, for people to make use to live their best life, to become the best version of themselves. 
That is my definition of peak performer. Uh, I think that's very legit. And especially like you just mentioned, right? 21, 45, 65, you're all at different stages, you know, from starting out to mid-level, high flying short to 65, you're all gonna retire or retired. I think retirement's another thing, but that's not a topic for another day. Because yep. at that age, they're like, what do I do now? I've been working for the past 35 years of my life. Exactly. Exactly. And they just don't know what to do. So I think end of the day, right? I think summarizing is that life is an exploring journey. But I always tell this to everybody, you don't know what you don't know. So you got to go out there and find out and discover and explore and dabble and try because only then you know that, oh, like for me, I can't eat spicy food. I know I'm a Malaysian, but I can't eat spicy food. So the only way to know I can't eat spicy food is by eating spicy food and realize that I hate this thing. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's how it works. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jason? All right. So with that, I think uh uh I think following up with this this one uh, uh question would be this the last part uh which is this if anyone listening to this whole podcast and anyone who is just inspired by you and whatever you've been sharing for for so passionately trust me I think Aspa in the background also is like wow <laughs> I've never seen Kafe so passionately sharing so much before so how can they reach out to you be it a working professional senior managers or whoever that is looking for a coach, how can they reach out to you? Okay, first things first, if you guys want to go the whole professional route, obviously LinkedIn, uh, my name, Carfe Chia, or you type Coach Cafe, it should be the first search that comes up. That's if you want a professional piece of things. If you want a more, okay, a London more professional piece of things would be my website, comsleadership.com or coachcafe.com. You'll be able to see all my details right there. And the more personal side would be on Instagram. Um, if you want to see, I mean, I know if you go to my Instagram right now, you would see, how come cafe's feed is so boring? All quotes, 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 and all these kind of different things. Well, that's what I want to show you. But if you want to see the more personal side of things, follow me on Instagram because my Instagram story is where all the juice is. In terms of my coaching work, my clients, and my baby, uh, and my personal life, basically my life, it's all on my Instagram stories. And I'm pretty active there. So if you guys have any questions, if you guys want to see what I do, my experiences, and so on and so forth, Instagram is actually the best place to be because it is the real me. Right, so those are the places that you can see me, and hopefully I'll be able to talk to you guys. I'll be able to see you guys next time, and you know, really excited to 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 get this podcast out to more people. Really, really amazing. Thank you, thank you so much for your time, and thank you so much uh, uh for sharing so many nuggets of wisdom. I think uh even Valerie and myself also we got a few extra insights along the way, and it really resonated with us uh from from our perspective as we do coaching on the side as well. So and with that uh that marks the end of yet another great episode uh with the Work Inspires podcast, and this time with the amazing Coach Cafe. And as usual, do share with us if you find this podcast or this episode itself insightful. Comment down below whichever platform you are tuning into. Uh, in this episode, from what was your key, one take one key takeaway from this episode, and connect with Coach Cafe, uh, Mallory, J- uh, me, myself, Jason, and also Asma in the background. So till then, uh, with that, have a great day ahead, and bye everyone. Thank you so yeah. much. Bye everyone. Thanks, Cafe. Stay safe. Thank you, Cafe. Hey everyone, uh, thank you so much for watching this episode. We are here to inspire, so we really appreciate your support. Do share this to those people who you know can benefit from this podcast. Don't forget to like, follow and subscribe all of our channels, Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Take care and see you all soon.